Hi, everyone. Welcome to Discover Your Potential. I'm your host, Dan Gilman, and we have a very special guest today. Before I introduce our guest, I wanted to, to mention a quote. My mother always did so before she had her show. We are not a body with a soul, but a soul with a body. When the body dies, the soul returns to the source. That's one of my favorites by Dr. Wayne Dyer. My mother would be so excited about having our upcoming guest, Melissa Peel. She would have so much in common if she was still here. But Melissa is an intuitive and a psychic medium and who has been spiritual and intuitive her entire life. Her spiritual awakening occurred in August of 2005 after the passing of her grandfather. She also helps kids and teaches them how to be intuitive and with their intuition. I want to give a, uh, and please give a warm welcome to Melissa Peel. Hello. Hi, <laughs> Melissa. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. It's wonderful to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I, I truly appreciate it. It's, it's an honor and a privilege. Uh, I also wanted to uh, mention to the audience before we actually go into uh, introducing you and, and kind of the interview part. So I was thinking 30 minutes of this time, we're going to speak with Melissa and kind of introduce who she is. And the next 30 minutes, because I've gotten a lot of requests, we're going to allow people to call in with questions. If they have questions for her, questions for themselves. So I'm going to put up, uh, if you want to speak with her, our call number is 888-627-6008. That's 888-627-6008. And I know we'll have uh, callers come in, and I'll put that on uh, during the show. But I wanted to, to introduce you. And um, I know, I, well, what intrigues me is I know you mentioned in 2005, after your grandfather passed away, that's when your um, intuition, your awakening happened. And I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So basically, I've been actually spiritual and intuitive all my life. This was a, a spiritual gift that ran in my family. But come 2005, um, I was living in North Carolina at the time, so removed from my family in Rochester, New York, and things just started to take off over and over. I, and I was noticing it started off small with, um, you know, I would think about somebody and maybe the phone would ring and it would be them. And shortly thereafter, these kinds of small things started taking place. Um, days before anybody found my grandfather, I actually kept feeling like something was wrong and that he was gone. But of course, I didn't want to think this. He was 91 years old. He really felt like he would live to be 100. So we all kind of assumed that he would. Mm. <laughs> he, there's a will, there's a way. And that man would have been the, the one to make that happen. Mm. So in the end, um, yeah, I was just, you know, day in and day out for a few days, kept having some feelings that something wasn't right. And finally, I, when I had spoken with my mom, I asked her if she had had a chance to check in with him. And she's like, no, I'm sure everything's fine. But she also knew that I had some some kind of a feeling. And so I explained, I think you really might need to go. So sure enough, as things happened, um, my grandfather did pass away. And shortly thereafter, I was you know, on my way back to see my family on an airplane. Um, normally at that point in my life, I'd been teaching second grade. And at that point I was, you know, obviously taken out of the classroom so I could go home to my family. And I was on an airplane that I 
typically never would have been on because I should have been in my classroom teaching. And I actually met a woman sitting next to me and we were just conversing back and forth and she could clearly see that I was upset. And she told me, she goes, well, the reason that you actually knew that your grandfather was gone is because you're psychic. And I looked at her like, what are you talking about? And she says, well, the reason is I'm psychic. And I was like, okay. She continued on to explain to me that there was a woman in spirit she was looking at the entire time of our plane ride. And she described to a T my grandfather's cousin who lived to be 101. And shortly thereafter, it's like, okay, I understand that this woman's real. So she kind of got me started on my journey. And shortly thereafter, I kind of connected with other people through meetup.com in my local area to learn about my gifts, took some classes, really tried to understand what was happening to me so that I could then practice and kind of go forward from there. Wow, that's wonderful. And you mentioned too, you, you studied with some phenomenal people as well. I don't know if you want to name names, but, but it sounds, it sounds incredible. So as your journey after doing this, when did you start, you know, practicing? When did you, when did you, you know, obviously you realized your gifts, but then you, you, you're such a giver obviously and, and empathetic to, to so many people as part of being intuitive. Yeah, so I, I really started to unfold and understand my gifts in 2005. And so I would say within a year is when I really start started to notice, okay, I can't keep just practicing on friends. I need strangers at this point in time that I know nothing about, but that could help me kind of hone my gift in. So it was at that point that I really started just kind of seeing what would happen, where things would take me. Uh, and then from that point, I think it was about 2007, so two years in, is when I felt comfortable enough to start charging for a, a small fee just to kind of get my feet wet. And things kind of started from that point, really. Nice. Yeah. So did you, so have you, if, have, you must have had a lot of, uh, I guess I always call them awakenings, but uh, experiences um, with, with spirit. Like you've, mm-hmm. you must get, I know I get inundated sometimes, but you must get inundated. <laughs> <laughs> So I used to actually, um, I've learned over the years how important it is to protect oneself energetically. Mm. Um, in the past, I had no idea what was, you know, what was coming in and when, when it wasn't, I mean, I very specifically remember being at the grocery store on a Sunday and I was just like in the chip aisle or something. And there was this woman down at the other end of the aisle with her child. And the way that my gift starts to work for me is I noticed that, um, it's almost like watching a movie in my head. It's like most people can relate to that if they're daydreaming. Yeah. And all of a sudden in the daydream, we will, you know, kind of stare off and it's like something else is happening. We're watching a little movie in our head. Then usually most people kind of snap out of it. I got to a point where I realized, okay, these are intuitive hits for me. Something's mm-hmm. going on. And with this woman at the other end of the aisle, I actually saw an image of her getting, you know, kind of beat up at home. And I thought, Ooh, I don't want to know this. And if so, like, is this even true? Am I just making this up? Is this kind of crazy? I had no idea what to really make of that, to be honest. And as you can imagine, you know, with it's a really big, strong thing to feel and not know what to do with that. And so by the end of that, I chose not to do anything because at the end of the day, the woman didn't give me permission to be in her energy. 
And I really was too new at things to understand if what I was seeing was real. So I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to take this on, but it certainly took a toll on me that day. And I was developing a really good relationship with my spirit guides at that time and asked them to specifically not give me any information that would not serve my highest and best or the person that uh, the information was coming in about. Because I really just understood this is this is really serious stuff. And what can I offer this woman in the grocery store? So that was a turning point for me, to be honest, to decide I really want to use my gifts for my highest and best to help others for their highest and best, because otherwise just getting into somebody's energy spontaneously really is not not ethical, not moral. And it puts me in a really tight spot sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, uh, you have various services, too, that, that you offer. Um, I'd love to, to talk about that, too. You do uh, psychic readings, obviously, your mediumship with communication with cross, who have crossed over. Actually, some listeners may not even know what a medium is. Most, most of our listeners do <laughs> because of what my mother you know, did. Uh, uh, but also, you offer classes not only for adults but also for kids, which is really interesting. Uh, who are who are also intuitive, sorry, or psychic. I always call it intuitive. Uh, all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. Uh, and you, you also do spirit guides. I mean, you, you offer so many um, amazing offerings. And oh, and also the uh, home cleansing as well. And I'm assuming you use, I, I read up a little bit on that, you use sage, so you do uh, clearings, which is really neat. Yeah. So just to kind of clarify a little bit, um, my definition between psychic, a psychic and a medium. So a psychic is somebody who uses the energetic impressions around someone to receive information. And this can be information about the person's past, their present situations, or to help guide them into the future situations. And um, for myself, I actually use that information and try to really hone in questions to help people get on the best track in their life. So, for example, if somebody, you know, is asking about a relationship, I'll really understand, you know, what's the dynamic that the people share, if there is one, um, if they're in relationship, let's say, and they want to understand what's ahead. And from that point on, I'll ask, okay, what does my client need from that other person? What does the other person need from my client? Are there any signs and symbols that they should look for to understand that they're exactly where they need to be, whether it's in their mind for the best or for the worst, it's still letting them know this is the path that's um, best to unfold at this point. Mm -hmm. So as a psychic, I really try to help people get clarity in that way. Um, I also use this to really, one of my gifts has been developing actually to get right into the root cause of a lot of people's issues. A lot of people feel stuck in life at times and they want to understand, okay, well, what's going on? One of my gifts is to be able to identify patterns in people and understand where does that stem from? And once we can do that, it's kind of like, you know, gently ripping out the root um, from the ground. We want to be able to do it in the most gentle way possible so that people can really heal and then best move forward. As a medium, uh, that is a person who has the ability to connect to the other side, people who have passed away. Mm -hmm. And I have that ability as well. I understand that not everybody has the ability to be both psychic and a medium. So I'm, I'm actually quite fortunate that I'm able to do both. It's always like the, the classic joke, you know, oh, yes, I see dead people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's always the common question. Do you see dead people? 
Yes. Yeah, my yes, mother had a running joke. <laughs> <laughs> she found lost keys and dimes and and she also spoke to the dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I'm able to to pull forward loved ones from the other side as well. And what I really appreciate about appreciate about being able to do so is those that are left behind here really don't have a way to communicate the way that they're aware of. And mm -hmm. I try to help them understand these are some signs or symbols that they can look for when they know that their passed away loved one is coming by. Um, and I always offer, you know, the opportunity for the person in spirit to just simply talk to their loved ones at first and just share whatever it is that they're seeing and let the people know, hey, there really is life after the physical body cannot continue. Yeah. So, yeah, as a psychic medium, that's what I do. And then, um, Dan, you also mentioned about um, doing classes for children as yes. well as adults. So um, some people may not know that I actually have a bachelor's and a master's degree in education. So that is my formal training. It feels like another lifetime ago I actually taught. <laughs> I was used to teach second grade. Wow. Um, and then, you know, eventually transitioned out of that, that particular field. Um, but I do really want to combine my passions of teaching as, as well as with children, with my psychic abilities. And it's just incredible to understand how many children are out there who are just born with a lot of sensitivity just to the outside world. A lot of them just have knowledge of things. And it's just it's absolutely overwhelming to them when they see the energy and feel the energy or just know things. And they're going, well, what do I do with this? Yeah. A lot of the kids that I've worked with in the past have actually felt um, isolated from society making friends has felt like challenging because very few kids, you know, we all remember what it's like to be in elementary school. And so badly do we just want to fit in. And a lot of uh, children who are psychic are often referred to as crystal children. So yeah. if you ever happen to hear that term, that's what that refers to. Mm -hmm. And the crystal children really are struggling to understand how to function in today's society, being such a highly sensitive person in HSP. Mm -hmm. So I really work very closely with families, parents, as well as the children to understand what's even happening, how to best manage the energy there so that the kids can feel the most grounded and safe when sometimes they don't really feel safe, even in their own skin, right. which is a real problem sometimes. Yeah, we actually, we are fortunate we had Bill Guggenheim on a, few, a couple times on, on my mother's show when she was here and she did an interview with him. Mm. So it was, it was really interesting. Good when you talk about crystal. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, when you when you speak about uh, the children, I hear a lot of feedback, I think. I don't know if it's mine or... No, I'm sorry, I'm hearing feedback. It's probably coming from the computer a little bit. So um, it, what you were speaking about crystal children. Sorry, that's what I was trying to say. So uh, Bill Guggenheim actually was on the show, and she, he actually spoke about that. So that's that's interesting that you bring that up. Now now I don't hear any feedback, so it sounds good now. And so with um, with Bill, what kind of work did he do? Oh, he, he wrote uh, a book, actually, a, a well-known book. Um, and I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but my mother – my mother used to always give out the book. Uh, it, it's interesting, um, and I and it's it's my my mind is. Uh, he talked about the after death of communication in children's, mm -hmm. and uh, it, it it was called Hello from Heaven, but he was he also wrote uh, a book that shared 
that vision with, with children too. So wonderful. Yeah, yeah. There's another resource actually that I had contributed to. It's a resource out there called kids who see ghosts and it's by Karen good. G O O D E. Um, and so what was great is that Karen had reached out to a number of people in the psychic community to be able to contribute to her book about children who are psychic and some of the stories that are real life stories of children who are struggling and professionals in the field offering different uh, words of wisdom to help the parents as a resource to understand their children and really make sense of it to the average average person. So that if there's any people out there who have children that they're struggling to understand how to help, um, that's another great resource that I would recommend, Kids Who See Ghosts. Wow, that's great. I'll, yeah. have, to, I'll have to check that book out. So yeah. I don't know if we want to, um, if there's anything else also too that you want to share with our audience i know we've got we've got a few people actually eager to to speak to you <laughs> so um do you mind if i just share just a couple oh, more little please, things please so absolutely wanted to, to kind of touch upon the mentoring that i that i offer for other intuitives that are kind of starting to come into their their spiritual gifts i understand more than anybody what it's like to feel like okay i have these 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 weird things that happen but where am i going with it now um, so I actually uh, have created a survey and it's located on my website, which is mysticalawakenings.com. On the website, it's more, it's, I think it's under the uh, children section, you know, mentoring for children, something like this. Um, but it's got a slew of questions, which are very interesting for anybody who remotely thinks that they have intuition to get onto. And when a person will answer these questions, it asks you, okay, do you experience these things? Rarely, sometimes, often, or always. And just taking that quiz is just mind-blowing when a person really says, oh my gosh, I really do experience quite a few things, huh? And that's how I can understand, um, you know, if the person and I are going to be a really good fit together. Because at this point in time, I'm gearing my time toward helping lift up those that know that there is a real gift. There is something definitely different with them um, so that we can really make sense of, of what feels like the unknown and what's kind of scary. At this point, I'm doing that one-on-one. -on -one. In the past, I've actually offered groups and classes. Um, in the last recent few years, I have not done so. But if anybody is interested in that on my website, um, please feel free to fill out a survey and you can send it to me. And then we can determine if we're a really good fit to be able to fit to get to uh, work with one another. Um, so that's another Another passion of mine, and it doesn't have to be children. It can be anybody of any age, to be honest. So that's another another area. Um, recently, I have relocated outside of Washington, D.C. And yes, it was one of the services I offer is doing a home blessing or a cleansing. Every once in a while, uh, somebody might move into a new home and things either don't feel quite right or they might be experiencing something a little bit odd. People don't know that energy stays where the energy is. And let's say there was negativity, maybe a divorce happened in that home or something like this. Um, if the energy is not cleansed, that will remain. And it's really important for somebody to be able to come through and clear out the energy. And I do use white sage. And I also work with, you know, my spirit guides and angels to be able to lift the vibration and cleanse the home. So I do that locally outside of D.C., um, but certainly, you know, there's other people that can help in with that as well. If you're in a different area. Oh, that's great. 
with with the saging, no, do you? Because um, I have a we we have some dear friends who are who are natives, Native Americans, mm-hmm. and and they do a lot of uh, saging. Is that where this came? From? Where where did you come up with the idea, the essence of of clearing? Or where did you learn that? Actually, just curious. Yeah, one of my mentors actually uh, taught me about that and the, just the, the healing properties of white sage and that it is, you know, used in Native American uh, traditions. And it really just it sets the tone for me um, when I do use it. And I just understand that it's such a wonderful, wonderful way. And I've actually over the years um, kind of integrated the use of crystals, grounding stone crystals also mm-hmm. in a clearing of a home. So that way, if people wanted to use, you know, certain crystals, put them in the four corners of their home, in addition to doing the cleansing, it really raises the vibration and brings a protective grid. Sometimes um, people will feel like they're getting energetically attacked at night, and it's really important to put crystals in the home, in the bedroom, or wherever the room is where the energy feels a little bit off. That's another great way to protect the home and, and shift the energy so that it's for the highest and best for those who reside there. Yeah. Do you, do you use a specific crystal typically, or is there one that yeah, so you have favorites? I have a list and oh, okay. based on kind of what it, I just kind of intuitively feel into it, but um, the list typically has, you know, a bunch of grounding stones. I'm trying to think like um, obsidian. I feel like, oh gosh, of course my, my mind is blank right now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like rose quartz or quartz. Or, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Things like that. I just, I love rocks and minerals. So that's why (laughs) I was just curious as to what, what you're, what you recommend. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few of them. Um, I just, like I say, I I look at the list and then kind of feel into what's best and go from there. That's great. That is great. Uh, Do we, you want to take a couple of callers and then we can um, talk further about your experience. I'd love to learn more about your experiences. I'm really intrigued. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll go okay. with that. Excellent. So let's take the first color that we have, I guess, Melissa on line four. Hello, Melissa. Can you hear me? Hey, Dan. Thank you so much for this or program. She, it's amazing. I don't know if... Let me see if... Hey, hey Melissa, can you hear me? Ha- yes. Can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Okay, great. Thank you, Dan, so much. This program is amazing. Um, hi, Melissa. I'm Melissa. <laughs> nice to meet you. You as well. Thank you so much. So I'm going for a specific role in my career, and I was wondering if this was my life's path. Mm, okay. So trying to, I'm just going to take a moment, and can I just explain real quick what I'm going to be doing to kind of tune myself into you? Because I didn't even get into Please. talking about the process yet. Oh, sorry. In order to be able to tune into people. Um, So generally speaking, uh, it's a common misconception for me, at least, where people think, oh, if you're walking around like this bright light, you can just know things about people instant like this. That is not true. And as I kind of explained when I was in the grocery store, I was knowing some things that I didn't really want to know. So setting up with the, t- the tone with my spirit guides, I've really set, okay, when I'm really wanting to connect in with somebody, I ask to center myself. I start off with a prayer for the highest and best for both of us. And then I open myself up to receive information. Um, mm-hmm. So at this point in time, I would just like to take a moment to do that, if you don't mind, um, just so I can kind of get myself grounded and centered into that kind of mode. Thank you. 
like to take a nice deep breath and then I just kind of blow out my own stuff and that helps both of us get into the space. And anybody who is intuitive who does this kind of work would usually want to start off protecting themselves in some way. So I always like to call forward our spirit guides, angels, loved ones, and any other spirit guardians of the white light to come forward to deliver their messages for our highest and best. Asking them to come forward with the doors wide open. Okay, so the very first thing um, that I'm taking a look at for you. So would you, first of all, just, you, it's a yes or no question, but would you understand that what the thing is that you're thinking about that's your life calling, I feel like you keep getting pulled in a certain direction, but then you're getting either pulled back to either what you have been doing or what you were doing. Because I'm just getting shown this image of like, kind of getting pulled over here, but then playing back and forth. Would you understand that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Because what I'm very clear on what is your life calling is the one where your energy just naturally keeps falling back to it. Mm-hmm. When we are telling ourselves, no, I have to, I must, I should go back to this other thing. I can promise you that you're not going to be at that thing forever because when something's for the highest and best and it's meant for you, it's kind of like a magnet that, that draws your heart and it's going to keep pulling you back. So when you mm-hmm. really you to find and lean into that thing, that's how you know that is your your real heart's calling and something that brings joy and purpose into you. Does that make sense for you? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're very welcome. Was there anything else that you had a question about? No, that's it. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. That was wonderful. Did you want did you want to take a a moment just to explain and sorry I jumped I jumped into calls. To take a moment to explain your process. Yeah. So before I even start working with a client, I usually take some time to center myself. And I find for myself, it's really about the breathing. When if I'm in a sort of anxious space or something like this, breath, nice deep breaths always kind of calm me down and get myself out of my head so that I can really come into my heart for those that I'm reading for. And it really does help when the client that I'm working with does something similar just to kind of bring us both into a mutual space where we can kind of meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. And as I said, starting off with the prayer really allows me to open myself up to spirit. So my crown chakra becomes open where I can receive information. Um, I call together my spirit guides because my spirit guides are the ones that kind of know the language and the symbols that I can best identify with. And I ask for them to connect with the client spirit guides and Because everything's all energy, it's able to work in this way that they can communicate super quick and easy in a way that makes me be able to understand what it is that I'm feeling, seeing, hearing. I do also have the ability to just clear no or smell or taste. So all six of those uh, clear senses, clear audience, clairvoyance, et cetera, um, is what I'm really working with when I'm working with someone. And then what I do is by the time Our reading comes to an end. Um, Basically, I like to close down the session, thanking the spirit guides, spirit teachers, loved ones, or angels that came to gather during our session. And I ask them to kind of close the door of communication behind them. I find that this is a really important ritual for me specifically because otherwise at two in the morning when I'm trying to sleep, someone else might be kind of slipping in at night and (laughs) all of a sudden I'll be like, okay, have more information for that person that I just read for at three o'clock today. (laughs) Right. 
Dan, you seem like, yeah, you understand that one. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Does anything like that happened yeah. with your mom? Oh, Any well, stories? Oh, like all the time. Yeah. All the time. My <laughs> mom would actually call a client at potentially at late at night and say, Hey, I have an extra message for you. <laughs> so, oh yeah. And everybody kept calling her too. So absolutely. It was, uh, it was an ongoing stream of information. Right. Yes. And I try to have some very clear boundaries energetically at this point in time, because this kind of work is, it takes up a lot of energy. I absolutely love it. It usually energizes me instead of, you know, depletes my energy, but it's, it's, I always kind of tell people, it's kind of like a porch light on, on Halloween night when I'm ready to get started and I'm, you know, willing to give my best. I turn on the porch light, which is kind of like on Halloween night. Hey, okay, come get your candy. Mm -hmm. I'm here ready for you. When I'm finished, we we turn off the porch light, which is the non-spoken version of there's no more candy to give out. Don't come knocking at my door. It's my time now to take care of myself. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I, I tend to do things because it, I find that it really just keeps the lines clean. And not to say once in a great while, I still may get information about somebody, in which case, of course, I'll deliver it to them. Sure. Um, but yeah, that's not my typical at this point anymore. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, would you be up to taking a couple more calls? It looks like we're getting more people on the line, sure. actually. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to take uh, Lorraine on line one. Line one, Lorraine. Hello, Lorraine? Hi, it's Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. You're speaking with Melissa. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? And, and hi, well. Melissa. How are you? Good. I'm glad to talk with you. You too. Thank you. So do you have a question, question for Melissa? Yes, I do. Um, I just wanted to know if um, you can feel that I have any guardian angels watching over me or there's anybody watching over me. Okay. So before I even kind of tune into you directly, this is a great question to yeah. ask because I really understand each and every single one of us has a spirit guide and everybody might have different terminology for these things, but what I would define a spirit guide to be is that person in spirit that's watching over us. And most of the time, our spirit guides are not people that we would have known or met this lifetime. There's a belief system that before we come into this life, our soul connected with the souls on the other side and kind of came up with a plan of our life of all the different lessons that we're here to learn and so forth. And when we do come in to incarnate, we are here to you know, get on the right track to be able to, to learn the things that we need to. And our spirit guides are the ones that stay in spirit during our entire lifetime. And they are the ones that, that make sure that we're moving toward those uh, goals. And so every single one of us has a spirit guide. And sometimes we have multiple ones all at once. It just kind of depends on each person's journey. Um, and so just, just putting it out there, is that, is that clear to explain that we all will have at least one? Yes. Thank okay. you. Yes. So let me kind of try to tune into you and see specifically what comes forward as to, you know, anything okay. about your guide or, or guides. Yeah, Lorraine, I you might want to mute down your mic because we're hearing echo because I guess you're listening to the show while you're talking to Melissa. Yes. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Okay. So when I feel into um, a spirit guide for you, Lorraine, um, I'm definitely getting a female presence starting to step forward. And it's kind of interesting because 
the phase that she's in right now, she's, she is folding her arms against her chest and she's kind of looking at you like, okay. And she's letting you do a lot of the leading right now. So would you be able to understand that it's hard to explain this, but like sometimes you might feel a little bit alone on your journey and not feeling like you necessarily have as much guidance as you would really like to have from the spirit world? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because when I'm the way that she's uh, presenting herself to me when I'm seeing her body language like this, this is a way that she's stepping back and saying, "Okay, I'm going to let Lorraine do the leading. She's going to have to make some choices. And that's something that's really important to mention is that all of us have free will and choice, even though our life plan is sort of laid out. I like to think about our life plan as sort of like a board game. Let's think, think about the game of life. In the game of life, we have, oh, if you know you roll a five, you become a lawyer. And if you roll a four, you can be a teacher. If you roll a two, you're something else. So based on our choice of what it is that we roll, let's say we go down the role of being a teacher, now all of a sudden that particular pathway is set up. But if we had rolled on the opposite, the other pathway would have been set up as well. Um, and so right now, Lorraine, I'm understanding your free will and choice are coming in strong. And so your guide is stepping back, not putting so many signs and symbols in your pathway to actually lead you. But this is so that you can continue to play the game, so to speak, so that when you come to a place of like, OK, skip a turn. Uh, now the spirit guide can say, OK, these are the choices that she's made. Now, as a guide, I would like to reevaluate and help put signs and symbols in her pathway. Um, so I'm just going to continue jumping in with this guide and just asking her, is there any way specifically she would like you to communicate with her or to build a relationship with her a little bit more closely so that you can you don't have to feel like you're so alone um, during right. some major decisions that you feel like it feels like are on the table for you? Because I'm just seeing this image of like you kind of coming to a crossroads. Um, but I want to help understand what can help you to best determine which is the right best path for you with her help and how to communicate. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So very first and foremost, she's giving me the feeling of, of sitting quietly with yourself, breathing and listening. So I'm going to call that meditation. Is that a practice that you currently use? Yes. Okay. I feel like it's really important to make time to really sit with that though. And like I said, really come into your, your body and release some of the tension that's there so that you can really start to get more connected in. I'm even getting shown this image of a, a candle. Um, so I don't know if you have any kind of an altar or any sort of tool that you use when you're trying to meditate to sort of set the tone. Um, but I'm also just now getting shown something like a, either a smudging spray or a smudging stick such as um, white sage. So is that anything that you currently have in place as well? No, just stones. Just stones, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like yeah. the crystals. Sure. Yeah, if you are able to kind of set the, the ceremony a little bit more precisely, like I said, if we would light a candle, generally speaking, that's uh, opening up the pathway to say, okay, spirit, I'm really here. I'm showing up. When I light this, it's kind of like the porch light on that I was just talking about. That's another formality that you can use. And then, um, as I said, using white sage, I even use a, um, a liquid smudge every now and again, just to kind of clear the air so that you're as pure and clean vibrationally as you can to start to bring right. the 
spirit world back down. I think that's really going to make a big difference, how you're going to be able to connect more in, internally with yourself, which makes room for your guide to step forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is, is that pretty clear? Do you have any clarifying questions on that? What is that exactly? Liquid? Um, so I use, it's something called liquid smudge. And smudge is just another term for clearing the energy so that we're nice and clear. So if you were to just do a Google search for liquid smudge um, or liquid sage or something like that, um, many different places offer. They're usually like made with water and essential oils and those kinds of things um, specifically to clear the air. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for calling in. Thank you so much, Lorraine. We've, we've got... The lines are full. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if we take some more calls. This is great. Excellent. Uh, so we have, um, let's see, Mary on line five. Hi, Mary. Can you? Whoa. Thank you so much, Lorraine. We've, we've got the lines are full. <laughs> I hope you don't mind if we take some more calls. I, that seems like that was a repeat of what I just said. Uh, I don't know uh, what that was. Um, we'll try it again. Oh, dropping caller. Okay, so a caller drop. Sorry, uh, we'll take we'll take Wanda on line six. Let's see if Wanda. Hi, on my... Hi, Hi Wanda. Wanda. How are you? Did you have uh, do you have a question are... for Melissa? Um. Yes. Um. Uh. My husband's mother passed away a few months ago, and uh, she has left us some money, and so we were thinking of moving to another area um, and buying a house. And I'm wondering if uh, if our guides are telling us that's a good idea. Okay. So, so really it's about using your resources and making this move and understanding if that's for the highest and best. Okay. That's right. If it's, if it's for the highest and the best, good for us. Yep. So and using here's one of the ways that my gift works is now and it. again, I actually hear songs playing in my head. And over the years, I've developed kind of a playlist, if you will. Um, certain songs to me mean certain things. And as soon as you're asking me that question, um, I'm getting the song, I Think a Change Would Do You Good by Sheryl Crow. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one. Um, but every time I hear that song, that does indicate that, generally speaking, a, a move would be a good thing. Um, I would like to just kind of dive into it a little bit further and understand anything further about the move or anything that would be... Uh, good to know about this if you were to make this change. So give me just one sec. To well, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. The only reason I'm a little torn is because I think it's a good idea for us to do. However, um, it'll take me farther away from my children. And uh, mm -hmm. so that makes me a little bit torn, but staying where we're at is too expensive to buy a home here. So, uh, so I think it's a good idea. Um, I just want to make sure that we're spending her money wisely um, to honor yeah. them, her parent, his parents. Right. So the image that I'm getting about this, um, it literally is like a funnel. Okay. And with the funnel, this usually means like, okay, we're kind of starting to pare down and really put our money in the skinny part of the funnel. And what I, what I'm going to be interpreting that to be, is to allocate it in a very specific way to kind of put you in the, in the space to, to move forward in your life. Um, because in order for the, the money to be used in kind of the skinny part of the funnel, we want to be able to allocate it to get us 
if we were to kind of go think about two funnels coming together in their middle skinny part, we want to kind of funnel the money into the little skinny part so that it'll pull us out on the other side to open things up more for you. And I do, I, even though it's going to pull you a little bit further away from your family, that feels very important. I do feel for the long-term investment of selves, that's going to serve the highest and best. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. With that. Okay. Bye. Oh, sorry. Did, were you going to say something? Oh, I guess we lost her. Thank you so much, Melissa. I just yeah. want to remind uh, the audience and, and listeners, if you do uh, call in and you do speak to Melissa, please mute your your audio down of the show because we're getting both feedback from the audio. So it's hard to hear and decipher. So that's why we had some audio issues before. Do we want to take any other callers or, or I mean, I could certainly, I have a, I have, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> so um, I was just thinking about explaining something real quick before we might jump absolutely. into anybody else. Um, so I've kind of explained, you know, just with these few readings. So I see a lot of symbols and I hear music in my mind. Um, basically these are things that I am definitely not making up. And as I explained before, these are things given to me by spirit and over the years getting practice and, and kind of understanding like, Oh, I continue to see the same sort of symbols. They overlap from client to client. But the reason behind that is because this is the way that spirit communicates to me. And what a lot of people might have a misconception about is that, you know, psychics and mediums are hearing spirit through their ears as if it's another person talking. And that is definitely true. That is the case for some, for myself, actually, the way that I hear spirit might be a thought come through my own mind, but I know that it's not my own because of how I'm setting things up in the beginning with the, taking a few deep breaths, releasing my own biases and thoughts and feelings, and I really open up my crown chakra to spirit. So whenever I'm seeing symbols, and I live, for example, a common one, I might see a tornado. Sometimes uh, I will know that that either means it's a drama that the person's going through, or sometimes it means that they're stuck. And so based on the feeling, I'm able to interpret it best that way. And so for Lorraine, I just was getting shown like two funnels coming together at their little skinny part in the middle. Whenever I see that image, it usually means like we're winding down from one phase of life and we're getting ready to kind of open up into another phase. So the things like that kind of show to me. And then the, the music is always very fascinating. Um, it's just been really cool because different songs, either I will hear the lyrics of the song and it's the lyrics that mean something. Um, in this case with Lorraine, we use that song, A Change Would Do You Good. And that's that's a consistent one that is always used when somebody is about to relocate or make a change. So I just wanted to share that. It's kind of it's kind of fun to be, you know, not expecting exactly what's going to happen in each reading that I work with, but knowing kind of how to best interpret that. And that has certainly taken some time to develop. Absolutely. Thank you so much. That, that, that's really interesting. So on, I guess we have two other callers, uh, one Lorraine, another Lorraine <laughs> on the phone. Can you hear us? Yes. Hi, Lorraine. Did you have a question? Hi. For me? Uh, yeah. Um, just wanted to know if there was anything going on with my son that's going to be good. He's okay. in a bad situation right now, and 
So really trying to understand. So with, with the things that are going on with your son, it sounds like things are not really going the way that would be ideal and really trying to understand what lies ahead for him. And maybe also if there's anything he can be doing differently to get himself on a better track. Is that kind of what your question is? Uh, he's not doing anything wrong, you know. He's not doing anything wrong with the, the marital issue. We're, you know, having lots of problems. So really it's more of a question of, of how, how, what kinds of things might he be doing differently to get himself on a track that's more serving his highest and best? So that's what you're asking? Yeah. Okay. Basically. All righty. So one of the first things that comes forward to me when I try to tune into his energy, I just feel tons and tons of overwhelmingness and being confused. Okay. Like this person, he's got a lot coming at him from different angles. Would you understand that about him first and foremost? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The reason I'm, I'm asking these questions with the yes and no, um, first and foremost, I just want to explain, I feel and see things. I always like to verify with my client that they actually understand the information, the way that I'm presenting it to them. Um, so okay. I know that this is hard for some people to understand. If ever, you know, someone's asking these questions, a good psychic and medium will ask, do you understand this? Yes or no. I never mm -hmm. want to sit there and go, oh, you know, is your, is your son doing such and such? Because that's a very leading question and that is not necessarily helpful to you. <laughs> um, so anyway, so I first and foremost saw the confusion and, and just being super overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'm getting shown is a bunch of arrows coming at him from various angles. When I see that particular symbol, I understand that that's pressure that he carries on himself, but also there must be pressure on him uh, from other people coming at him, either others that expect yeah. to do certain things. And it just mm -hmm. feels like it's very trapped. Would you understand that as well? Yes. Okay. So here's the problem. What I'm understanding is that he is really lacking his voice. His throat chakra is very blocked. Um, he's mm -hmm. not st standing up for himself and really honoring mm -hmm. what he needs, wants, and desires. So his heart's getting blocked as well. This is also putting a blockage in his solar plexus, which is making him not feel worthy and deserving of making change because I'm being shown that there's some guilt. And I also saw the word mm -hmm. shame coming forward that he's carrying an, an, a real immense amount of, and this is blocking him. Would you understand that? Yes, you're saying uh, uh, an amount of guilt, you're saying? Yeah, because of the pressure that he carries on him, it puts him kind of in a, in a tight spot, feeling guilty for wanting to choose himself and for what he wants. But I'm being sure. Say that again, I'm I, sorry? I understand. Okay. So here's the thing. If your son is going to be able to, to get on a better track for himself, he's got to get very clear with himself. What does he need? What does he mm -hmm. want? What does he desire? And more specifically, he's got to jump into the feeling of believing and knowing that he's able to achieve this. Now, here's the hard part is mm -hmm. that not everybody um, understands, gee, if I want this, how am I going to get this? Because that's a real practical question, right? Mm -hmm. The thing about it is he's got to just make sure his energy is aligned and he's taking action steps to get there. But the problem is there's way too much interference coming in from others at this time that are, that are, it's the other's energy is stronger than his is what I'm saying. And that is the problem that's preventing him from living his best life. 
How um, was that? And also, you're about? I'm sorry, go ahead. Is that negative energy that you're talking about coming at him? It's not negative necessarily, but I understand it's heavier than the energy that he carries. And it just feels like others are putting expectations on him that mm -hmm. he doesn't either want to fulfill or that he thinks he can fulfill. And so mm -hmm. this is what the challenge for him. And so okay. this is kind of like, you know, fighting back and forth what he wants versus what others want for him. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the biggest number one problem. And I'm, I'm hearing something about relationships needing to shift for him. So he's going to have to do some, some clean out, unfortunately, which is not always easy when a person is struggling with themselves to be able to then say, okay, this relationship does not serve me, even though it appears like it that relationship may serve him. It may just be out of comfort. And that's my honest gut feel about it. He's got mm -hmm. to remove these lower vibration people that don't really bring much to his life so that he can breathe and gain a sense of independence yet again. Mm -hmm. Am I being clear about that? Yeah, so he should end the relationship is what you're saying? Yeah, he's going to have to do some, some evaluating and really ask himself, what is he receiving from these people that's really enhancing his life? Because my feeling about the people that are around him, they either like to push him around or they like to tell him what to do. And that's not empowering him to make his own choice. Yeah. Uh, absolutely correct. Yeah. Okay. So that's really some changes that your son needs to make in order to get on the best track for himself. Is he going to be able to make them? If he, that's where it's tricky. His free will and choice has to come into that. Okay. And He's got to make, he's got to come to a place on his own to say, this isn't serving me. I now need to make a shift to get away or to break away because otherwise it's kind of like if somebody's trying to go in this direction, but there's a rubber band always pulling them back, there's a loyalty yeah. that's there. And when I think about loyalty, it's kind of like clouds that cover up our bright sunshine from brightly shining in our solar plexus. And that's what's keeping him stuck. So okay. this is where I'm going to just say, if he chooses to step into his power and choose himself, which is part of the problem here, his heart chakra is off balance. He gives up too much of himself. He doesn't receive mm -hmm. enough return. So when he makes mm -hmm. that, that actual change to say, what's in it for me? And by the way, that's called self-care, not being selfish. Okay. Yeah. So he starts mm -hmm. taking good care of himself and only letting in those that serve him then yes, it's going to be much more of an open pathway for him to make some change and his life will shift, but he's got to make the first steps. And he'll be happy. Or... He'll find more internal joy, but this is going to be okay. a process for him to be honest with you. I know. Okay. I know. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for calling in about him. I, I know he's got a little bit of work to do ahead of himself and that's going to take some serious motivation. But as mm -hmm. you know, I'm just being shown as your mom, please continue to kind of scoop him along on the nape of his back. Keep encouraging him because that's really what he's going to need the most. Okay. Right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Excellent. Thank you. I don't know if we have time for one more caller. Uh, if you want to do one other caller or. Absolutely. Okay. That would be super. Okay. Sounds good. So we have, I think we have candy on, I don't know what yes. line it is. Hi, Candy. Yes. Hi. 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 Can you hear me? 
Hold on, I'm going to do the mute, right? Sounds good. I'm going to do the mute. Yes. Okay. Thank you. She's muting. (laughs) (laughs) We are waiting. Are you back, Candy? Don't know if she is. I back. hope she didn't mute herself. I hope she didn't mute herself. Yeah, because <laughs> I can't unmute her. Right. Candy, well, you're, oh, you're I still don't know there. how to do it. I just, uh, I just took okay. the mute. Okay. You're, you're, you're fine. Okay. Candy, do you okay. have a question for Melissa? Yes, I do. I, um, I have gone through. I have gone through uh, breast cancer um, since January, um, and my last radiation was Friday. Um, oh, I do have permission to go back to work. From the doctors, am I on the right track? Am I doing okay? As Great far as question. going back to work and just living my life as I'm supposed to live it. Okay. So first and foremost, congratulations for surviving. Oh, thank you. And going through all of that—that's incredible. Um, yes, thank you. Whew, yeah, that's that's a lot. Um, so I'm getting shown an image. Whenever I see this image of a balance of a yin and yang, that lets me know that the masculine feminine balance. Um, is is present. So I'm just going to kind of tune in for just a moment to see what is it feeling like. Okay, so here's what I'm getting shown. The yin and yang are starting to recalibrate itself so that it's finding itself in more balance. That is good news in my world um, when I see this symbol, because that means that, yes, you are finding finding uh, grounding yet again. So that's good okay. news. I am going to yeah. tell you I'm seeing a caution sign, however, I want you to be extremely careful how much you extend yourself. The reason that I'm very clear on this is I'm just being shown that you are different now. And and they're very clearly showing me that your body has gone through the changes. Okay. Whenever somebody goes through something major like that with um, chemo radiation, the body cells start to shift. I'm being shown the way that energy is going to hit you nowadays is going to look very different than it used to. And what that means is things are going to be more intense for you than you've had before. And I really need you. They're showing me the word ego. So I need your ego to kind of sit in the backseat. And what I mean by that is making sure if something doesn't feel good to you, I want you to honor that. Say that again. Go with my instincts. Yes. If I don't want, yes. And now I'm a massage therapist. Okay. So it's strenuous work. So I just want to make sure, you know, I'm I'm cautious and I'm aware of what I'm doing. But then I think to myself, am I doing too much? You know, um, but I will feel that, right? I was just going to say, I was like, you don't have to ask yourself anything. Because when really okay. you feel into your body, your body's always going to speak to you. And right. that's, a, that's a message I want to tell everybody. The body is always going to speak to those who listen. Yeah. It never lies. And it's always going to win. And okay. when it's so with women with breast cancer, for example, or any kind of female cancer, what's happened is our femininity has taken a hit. And yep. in this case, femininity has to do with like asking for help, being gentle with ourselves, nurturing ourselves. This is a time to rebalance that. So please bring in more of the nurturing and the softness to yourself because historically, um, I understand that you would have been truly pushing yourself over giving of yourself. And this is one of the the contributing factors to the body getting off balance. Oh, okay. So really please listen to your body. 
that's going to be how you find balance. Candy, okay. thank you so this much for. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so thank much you. for calling in. Sorry, we ran out of time, but we appreciate your call. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. I know we're we're out of time, and I still have so many questions, but hopefully we can do this another time. I know we had a lot of callers, and that. I truly appreciate it. And thank you so much for thank being you. on Discover Your Potential. We appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Yes.